The only thing I have that's six figures is my kill count. I may not be rich, but I always get what I want. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Every week, we're just going to sit around, drink an entire bottle of wine, and talk about housewives. So 80% housewives, 10% drinking wine, and the other 10% Brian calling me out. <laughs> Probably more than 10%. Thank you for listening to So Nasty, So Rude with Brian and Hannah. Well, we're only a couple weeks into Cheap July, and Hannah has already broken the rule for a second time of finding a wine under $15. First week, failure. Second time she had to choose one, failure. Well, to be fair, I didn't choose this one. This was gifted to us to rate. Fine. From a friend. Because she didn't appreciate you (laughs) talking shit about VQA wine. Okay, so I said a lot of the VQAs I've had have not been lovely. But I know it's out there. They're they're out there. Well, hopefully this is the one that's out there. All right. Well, let's give it a shot. Okay. So this was gifted to me by one of my good friends. She insisted we try it and rate it. It's a Renegade Pinot Noir Rosé. It's new. 13%. What's the winery? Because it's local for us. It's local. It is 16 Mile Cellar. Yeah. And where is that? Jordan, Ontario, Canada. And where is that? I don't know. (laughs) I feel like, I guess in the Niagara region. (laughs) Huh. Okay, cool. I mean, it's a cute color. It's really, it's a dark rosé. It's really like red. I kind of like it though. Uh, So you can only get it online. You You can't walk into the winery and buy it? I guess maybe you can get into the winery, but you can't go to the LCBO. Oh, okay. And it's new. I feel like that's a lot of. Yeah, I think so, right? I think that's like standard. $17.95. Okay, so it's still not expensive. It's not crazy. Yeah, yeah it's not, it's not it, crazy. It's the average price I would spend. It's still not under $15. No, it's not. We'll just do an extra week. Okay. For This is a pause. Oh, we're on pause. We're on pause. <laughs> Got it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Cheers. Cheers. Initial thoughts? So I like it. It's, it's super dry. It's not sweet at all. There's something about it, and I can't put my finger on it. It's almost like, I don't want to call it a film, but there's like a layer of something at the roof of my mouth that's like, like holding after, flavor. Like the aftertaste? I guess. But yeah. it's on the roof of my mouth and not my tongue. I can see Does what that you're talking Does that make sense? Yeah. I do like that it's not sweet though, because by the looks of it, I thought this was going to be sweet as fuck. I was worried it was going to be sweet, just judging by the color. Yeah. In terms of flavor though, I love it. I think it's really smooth. It's dry. Maybe that was just the first sip. We'll see how the rest of the bottle tastes. Well, I'm glad we're giving some local wines a shot. Thanks, friend. (laughs) Thanks, friend. All right, take us away with some Atlanta. Let's get into episodes. So I think Atlanta is getting a lot better. For sure. Well, since the beginning, because there was a couple of like really rough episodes. Yeah, I absolutely agree. We spoke last week. It feels Atlanta is usually a slow burn. It's like filler episodes. Like I wish they just wouldn't even bother with it. Just make it a shorter season and jam pack yeah. it with action. Because I was, I'm wondering if Atlanta's gonna be as long as Beverly Hills. Usually it isn't. I think Beverly Hills almost always gets more episodes. Yeah. Salt Lake City, I think last year was comparable, <laughs> but for obvious reasons. Salt Lake City's gonna be like 50 episodes. This oh my god! So side note, totally off topic, but. Salt Lake City was filming in New York last week yes. when Jen Shaw pled guilty. Yes. That's absolutely going to be the finale episode because now Whitney and, and Heather are in Thailand filming Ultimate Girls Trip 3. Those girls have not stopped for like, what, three years now? 100%. Like, it's insane. Yeah. Didn't they just stop filming? They literally had, I think, a month break and then they went into the new season. And haven't they been filming since, like, Christmas? They've been filming for a while. That's why I was like, there's going to be, like, a 50-episode season. Well, and that's... Well, I don't think they can do that. No, it'll probably be, like, 23, 24. Yeah, but that's why when I saw them in New York, I thought it was just them, and then I saw fan footage of cameras. Oh, yeah. Andy was like, where's the cameras? That's insane. Okay, let's get back to Atlanta. anyways, back to Atlanta. So, the girls went somewhere. They kept saying the mountains. Do you know where they went? 
No, I'm not familiar with Atlanta. Okay, I don't know. They said like they're going to the mountains. Yeah, I but sure it's, it was a trip, or they're just like literally going to. A it's mountain. like us going to cottage country, I think. Oh, okay. So they went. Um, Kenya didn't tell Marlo she was coming. Kenya wanted to make her entrance, which is fair. She always wants to make an entrance, though. You know as what? we saw, I don't hate it right now. So the girls are all sitting in a restaurant. Kenya just fucking just shows up. But first tells Candy, oh, I'm here. Is anyone asking about me? No. (laughs) Okay. Right? (laughs) Ready to make a girl feel good. I forgot about that. (laughs) That's funny. So Kenya shows up and she sits with them. And I thought she was being pleasant. I thought Marlo was actually being super pleasant too. Marlo Mm -hmm. even said, like, I'm happy you're here. Yeah. And then the girl started asking Kenya where is she staying? And she's like, I think I'm going to stay at another place because her daughter, which her daughter, fine going, but her daughter's not even going there until the next day. So the ladies are like, no, stay with us, blah, 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 mm-hmm. which I think it's fair. If you're going on a cast trip, I think you should have to stay with the girls. It's not fair that you get to go whenever you feel like it. Yeah, I think out of cast trips, there's an obligation that you're staying with the group. I think... It's one of those unwritten rules. I wouldn't be surprised if it was actually written. In the contract. Yeah, because cast trips are such a huge part of all the franchises. So the fact that she can stay separately, I think, is a little bit weird. But I also can argue the other side that I think these women are just too fixated on this. Think about in Beverly Hills at Teddy's house when Erica went and stayed at a hotel. Everyone threw a fucking fit. Like, chill out. I think the difference is, though, is that Kenya has made this a habit from the beginning. Has she? Where else has she stayed that was different? Well, good question, Brian. I don't know. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm your resident fact checker over here. I'm just going to say, maybe she doesn't go. I'm just trying to think. But I think she does bring her daughter a lot, which is a good like way to get out of things. I think she uses her daughter... Don't at me. But I think she uses yeah. her daughter as a scapegoat. Yes. Yes. To, but to be fair, also, Kenya is a single mother. A hundred percent. I don't think her husband's much involved. In, He's not at all. Yeah. From what I hear. And she is an incredible mother. Don't get me wrong. I think it's admirable. I also view this as a yes. job, though. And if you think about last... You watched the last uh, reunion, right? Like last year's? I think so. They were... Okay. They were pissed off because... They felt production gave Kenya the option to always bring their child, while the other ladies who had children around Kenya's daughter age didn't have that option nor opportunity. So I think that's where that that are any of them single mothers? Uh, Portia is. Hmm. And she's not given the option. She wasn't. That that was the that was like the issue. And Kenya, not Kenya, sorry, Candy is not. But I think Candy just gave birth to her daughter too during that time. So whatever. Back to what actually happened this week. Marlo said to Kenya, if you're not staying in the house amongst the women, then you're no longer allowed to participate in the activities. So what do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, I think it's petty. I I wouldn't do it. I don't honestly have any strong opinions either way. Yeah, you don't really care? No. What do you think about Marlo's and Kenya's I don't know if it was apology to each other or one was apologizing more than the other. So I think it started out as an apology towards each other. And I think Kenya maybe was trying, but I think Kenya's really bitter right now with all the shit that Marlo said in the last couple of episodes. Marlo went hard on her. She said some really nasty, Mm. hurtful things. Marlo, I don't think, likes Kenya. I think the bottom line is she does not like her. Right. And I liked Marlo's apology and I yep. liked what she said. I feel like she said the right words for the situation to look good on camera, though. And I don't know if it came from the heart. Well, I think that's what Kenya was getting to. It's like, I've heard this before. Mm-hmm. Not to say Kenya hasn't gone deep with Marlo, but I think I feel like Kenya, it's surface level, that's nasty, what I mean. I think not it's more like, like how you rip look. your heart out. It's like how you look. Like, Marlo has said things about her husband, her daughter. Her business. Her, her business her mother, yeah. you know, things like that. So I can understand why, who am I defending Kenya, first off? <laughs> <laughs> Times have oh, changed. Shit. Ultimate Girls Trip Season 1 yeah, has changed yeah, our I'm, full I'm view. I'm you, Kenya Moore. Um, I can see why Kenya has a hard time with it. And I think that's really all that's happened in Atlanta for this episode. It is. 
I mean, now that's also set the standard for the cottage that I want to go to. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely gorgeous. But yeah, we'll see what happens next week. All right. Let's go, Dubai. A.K.A. the Sergio Show. I can't. I hate Sergio. I hate him so much. Why do you hate him? Do you just find him annoying? Or I just because he's there? Oh, he's like a rodent. Like, you just can't get rid of him. He's always wants to be around, eating the crumbs around. Like, I I can't. I There's just something about him. He's visually appealing, and that's it. Once he opens his mouth, once I understand who he is and what his personality is, I've never been more turned off of someone. When Caroline was not crying, but getting emotional with her interior designer, making things feel homey for her, mm-hmm. that was her way of connecting with someone. He had to go and break it. I like, know. Fuck off. And I do like their relationship where she basically calls him a baby, yeah, bridezilla, all of this his stuff. Balls and he all just the takes time. it. I don't find that attractive, not even in a man, but in anyone. Anyone who just lies down and takes abuse, I'll call it, yeah. in a sense. Of course, it's in a playful manner. But anyone that doesn't fight back is not my kind of person. We know that. <laughs> <laughs> like, I want to go toe to toe. I want to, yeah. like, tit for tat. I want. To give it, but I can also take it. This is you why know? we get along, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> so all we do all day. I just can't stand him, and it's unfortunate because I actually really like Stanbury. I do too. I she- like her dry sense of humor, her quick wit. I think she's really smart, and even the comments she made, where everyone talks about how she won the lottery with him, she's like, "I think he won the lottery with me." Totally. And I would so agree with that. And she's not, she's self-deprecating too. Yeah. She can make fun of herself. Yeah. Like her saying, oh, you can do that for your second wedding. Totally. I laughed. <laughs> I laughed so hard. Um, but yeah, I agree. He's super annoying. And I don't know personally why I find him annoying because I see Mauricio, like for example, Beverly Hill. No. So I was thinking about this at lunch today. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Hannah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I... I did cut you off there, but because I thought about this exact same thing at lunch. I'm like, well, Mauricio plays a very large role, but he's not in every scene. We see Kyle without Mauricio. We do not see Caroline without Sergio. That's the difference. I'm sorry. You can continue. That was literally what I was going to (laughs) say. I'm sorry. I was so heated. I know. (laughs) Back up. Uh. Oh my goodness. Okay. So if you're going to have an engagement party and you say... Everyone has to wear white. To me, that says bridal. Like, if you're wearing a white dress at an engagement party wedding, it screams bridal regardless. So I don't even know if it would scream bridal to me. However, I understand there's risk of it being bridal. But you can't be pissed at someone. A thousand percent. For wearing something that might seem more bridal, even though Ian was not. She was wearing a goddamn bodysuit and a cape. Yeah, so Ion's getting targeted for wearing a wedding dress. Both Sergio and Caroline are freaking out about it. Yeah, it didn't look like a wedding dress. And it looked like a cape. It was a, If she would have removed the cape, it would be a bodysuit. Like it was a, a bodysuit, that, yeah. That's it. It's because the cape had a train. I can kind of get where the train would relate to bridal. I understand that. But again, if you're going to tell your guests to wear white... Where there's going to be women there, you also need to have a stipulation where maybe it's cocktail dress, like cocktail yeah, attire white. Yeah, or not some, gowns. some yeah. sort of stipulation to give your guests guidance. But like I, I was saying, I'm saying not gowns, but I wasn't even wearing a fucking gown. <laughs> but she's also picking and choosing when she cares about tradition, apparently. You also aren't supposed to wear white to a traditional wedding. So who cares if someone shows up in a gown? Aren't you not supposed to wear white when you're not a virgin? either is that a rule too i don't know people always pick and choose what beliefs they I'm have i'm pretty sure that is a that's a rule i someone correct me if i'm wrong but i'm pretty sure that's a fucking rule oh so you're supposed to wear off white or ivory yeah or if you're not a virgin getting a ball or something you wear black i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> stop i mean i i don't like tradition anyways i think traditions are meant to be broken that's my viewpoint fair but I thought Ion looked fantastic. Where's the veil coming from? Where she kept saying she's wearing a veil. Does she mean know. because... And why they... does it matter she had a blonde wig either? <laughs> but what Ion's I... had a new wig in every scene we've seen her I in. know. She's just phenomenal. But what I did love was that A, Ion just killed her with kindness. And B, she was like, I'm wearing couture. She's wearing sheen. And before <laughs> I even got to that part in the show, I was writing in our, our joint notes. I was like, oh, I like... Uh, 
Sanbury's dress and then when she said it looked like Sheen I was like oh shit it's probably why I like it I know so I saw your note update right away today and I was like I actually hate that dress because we were watching it at the same time and I saw that update and I was like I don't like her dress whatsoever I liked it it looked like a fairy dress like I think I look cute in it yeah it looks like a toddler dress or like I, or cheap Stop. or something <laughs> like I guess shine yeah Sheen shine she said Sheen on there Sheen shine call it whatever you want it looked cheap Okay, so let's get into the what we're here to talk about. I can't with Brooks. I hate Brooks. Yeah. She is condescending. So I talked last week about her being condescending with her own housekeeper. Mm. She clapped her hands at the waiter for a drink. Joke or not, that is equal to snapping your fingers at a server to come help you. That's disgusting. That's a no-no in general, but it's especially a no-no where we we live. Where anyone... I'm just saying, absolutely, but just think about where Toronto is a fucking food and beverage like place. I, if I ever seen anyone do that, I would slap them across the face. Yeah, it would be awful. We also said last week we don't condone violence. Apparently, I'm very violent all of a sudden. <laughs> it's okay. I've never thrown a punch in my life. I think I said I was going to punch Kyle in the face at least every episode. <laughs> so we're past it. It's all figurative, you know. Yeah, yeah, never, but like maybe. So Sarah. And Brooks are still kind of on what happened last week. We do well, not think... they're on what happened last week because Sarah sent out a message to the entire group. And so... Which I don't think it was anything wrong with either. No, I mean, I don't think she needed to send it out. I think she, it was well, being a rage the text. reason why she sent it out is because Brooks was going to all the ladies and sure. telling her she side of the story. She wanted to clear the air and have two And sides. it was a wrong side. It she, wasn't correct. Because Brooks was drunk and Sarah doesn't even drink. I know, you can't argue with a sober person. I'm sorry, you're going to lose. Their head is obviously going to be far more clearer than yours. She was slurring. Exactly. She couldn't even open her eyes. It's like, are are your lashes too heavy for you? Let's not talk about lashes. That's a a soft (laughs) subject for me. (laughs) At least I can see your pupils. Yeah, I'm really trying though. (laughs) But when they were having their argument, did you notice that she kept flicking her hair? Sarah's hair? I know. That's another reason to get physical with someone. <laughs> it's kind of Candace from Potomac vibes. Because did didn't up. they do that with Monique? Wasn't it like that hair yeah. flip almost like in Except your face? Except Monique went fucking at it. And Sarah was... Sarah's too classy. Not to say Monique's not classy. I know. I love Monique. I love Monique. Let me <laughs> you backtrack I'm, that I'm, real quick. I'm backing that up real quick. I love Monique and Candace was asking for it. Yes. We Monique, don't condone violence. We're but on your side. <laughs> I wasn't mad about it. I wasn't mad either. However, when she started flicking Sarah's hair, you can hear producers being like, whoa, 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 whoa. Is that when they said stop, stop, stop? Yes. And obviously to be continued happened. Because she kept flicking her. Sarah looks at the producers being like, like, what the, what the fuck is, is happening? So I, maybe I missed that that's what that trigger was, because I thought when Sarah said that, it's because the volume was going up, because Sarah asked her to be quiet, they're at an engagement party, yes. so I thought it was a respect thing, because keep in mind, in Dubai, like, you also, like, there's rules about about yeah, how I you act in public. I don't think you just throw down in the middle of the desert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I kind of want to go. I kind of, though. Sick. Like, I wouldn't want, mind watching that. But oh my god, yeah, that um, we keep jumping all over the place. But that yeah, like sporadic today. <laughs> yeah, we are. That um, location, like where she had her engagement party, looked amazing. So cool. And they're bitching about getting sand in their shoes. They, Caroline Brooks, was bitching. She's yeah. like, there's sand everywhere. You're in a desert. We're literally in a desert, surrounded by sand. I can't. I do not like her at all. I take back previous comments of my mashed potatoes with no butter being my least favorite. Nina, Brooks is my least favorite by far. It's too much Candace in her, and I'm not a fan of Candace. Yeah, she is giving me Candace vibes. I'll say it again, though. There's a place in TV for that. I'm going to hate you, but you might deserve a place on our screen still. Totally. We understand the purpose of them being there. The role and the character that they're assigned. Yeah, Yeah. because probably maybe without them, it'd be boring. You never know. Yeah, I'm excited to see how this turns out. And this is how To Be Continued should be. It's mid-fight. We don't know what's about to happen. Everyone else that uses To Be Continued when it's not mid-fight, not the time, not the place. Which brings us to Beverly Hills. Let's talk about it. Okay. You want to talk about the husband? Let's talk about it. (laughs) Stop it. 
I love that. Okay, so Jamie Lee Curtis made an appearance. Did you think it was as awkward as I thought it was as awkward? It just felt staged. And I think it's because both of them started their foundation, which I think is amazing. They're both really good friends. They've both supported the children's hospital for many years. We've seen that that fundraiser on Beverly Hills since the beginning. Not that part. Okay, first off... Kyle bitching about her grace while Jamie Lee Curtis has a full head. And she's head. owning it. Oh, Jamie Lee Curtis is the most beautiful person ever. She's so gorgeous. She really is. Brian's giving me some fucking look No, here. she is gorgeous. <laughs> I wouldn't say she's the most gorgeous ever, but well, she is gorgeous. She owns it. She has confidence and she works it for her age and I respect yes, it. Yes, she looks her age and she looks appropriate. Yeah. Okay. So thought that was funny. Age but, appropriate. Yes. Yeah. Uh, with Kyle bitching about her grace. Like, it just made me chuckle. Kyle's but, just so insecure about everything. She is. What part I thought was weird was that they're saying, announcing how much they donated, and then Diana being like, and then Kyle being like, Diana's going to match the 25000 so, so, you know, I say Kyle's up Diana's ass. So, I thought it was tacky originally when Kyle said, I'm going to donate 25000 I don't think I, Diana was tacky. Don't, no, don't get me wrong. No, because she said Kyle it really quietly. She's like, I'll match it. Yeah. And then Kyle actually made a bigger deal out of it. Yes. Diana, almost under her Tell breath. Ya. No problem. I love Diana. I know she's not a fan favorite. I'm going to keep talking about it, but I really love Diana. I'm I'm indifferent from her. I hope I don't she know does. She's, I don't know if she brings enough value to the show, but I like her. Yeah, I, I can see that. I don't think Diana is tacky. No. I think she's like... Misunderstood. Totally. But... I think Kyle's tacky as fuck. I would agree. And I think she wants Mauricio to be her real estate agent one day. Mm. And she's going to go up Diana's ass and play nice. So you think she's pulling a Camille Grammer where she's trying to get in so Mauricio can be her realtor. Yes, I do. Because we were going to go back down the Lisa Vanderpump and the Adrian mm. Maloof thing. I can go down that world forever. There's certainly a pattern. There I'm is. not going to disagree. I'm confident in saying Diana's probably used the same realtor for all of her 50 houses and yeah. people are loyal to their realtors. That we know. <laughs> <laughs> that we know. But I did think it was a little tacky that Kyle said it, how much they were donating. But it's also really hard to rip on people donating to charity. So I, oh, it's yeah, either no, way, it's good. The cause is fine. It's good. It's just fucking Kyle. Her manner See, I can't stop cursing when I talk about Kyle. She just gets me. <sighs> I know. We were talking about how... Outside, sometimes we curse more, but we feel like we do all right oh on the podcast. God. I would have just like bleeps everywhere until we get really heated or talk about people we really don't like, and then that's when our explicit label. I just comes have out. a hard time expressing myself. So when like, <laughs> let's get deep. I just <laughs> when I had to express myself, I just curse. <laughs> what was that voice? Let's get it's deep. my Valley Girl voice. I've been working on it for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually thinking about that recently. I think I sound like a valley girl. You do. I, I've been, I say like a lot. It's a filler word, but I say it all the time. And I, I elongate my words. And when I was in retail, when we worked at the same store oh together, God. people Bless. would always ask me if I'm from California. Really? Yeah. I think it's because I elongate my words. Stop. But yeah, we both kind of sound like valley girls. I like, I'm into it though. Oh yeah, it is what it is. I'm not changing now. So what did you think about Sutton's apology to Diana and Diana's, um, I guess, response back to it? So I thought that Sutton was actually genuine. I felt like it came from the heart. And I thought Diana had a good response. Like, yeah, we're not going to be good right now, but like, thank you for that. And like, let's move on. I thought it was like a nice scene. It seemed mature. Yeah. Like, let's just leave it at that. Based on the last episode (laughs) and that circle, that loop that we were on during their lunch. God, I can't. It seemed like it was really good progress. And uh, yeah, I don't love Sutton, but I think she handled herself very well and I respected it. Totally. So Kathy Hilton also made her appearance. And before we go down that road, did you notice something with the caviar? Oh, yeah, she used a not metal spoon. She used the right little baby spoon. But also, is this an appetizer or an entree? I died. <laughs> it, was like, it was a big ass potato. Okay, but I was also thinking that it's just not like a balanced meal. Like, who has a potato for a meal? With a shit ton of caviar. That's like a $1,000 potato right there. I don't care how much it costs. It's Kathy Hilton. She's. But yes, I did notice. <laughs> I wish I was that rich. I could just put caviar on my baked potato. Oh, my God. The things we aspire to be in life. One day. One, one day. day. Sponsor us. 
Okay. <clears throat> so Very let's get. Thrown. Oh, sorry, guys. She's getting serious. I was actually going to get into a serious conversation. <laughs> so he's not wrong. So they had, I don't know what it was, like a Christmas party. Diana had this like. What do you mean you don't know what it was? Was it a Christmas party? Yeah, it was just a Christmas party. It was decked out, like decked the halls. So Diana, like, it was like a money Christmas party. Like, it looked expensive as fuck. She spent cash. I can't believe Lisa Rinna said that. That's very, like, Russian drug dealer. I know, but that's Lisa Rinna. 100%. But, like, she did spend a lot of money. It looked fucking great. Can you imagine if our launch party looked that good? God. I wish. Even if our launch party looked 1% of that, I'd be okay. Exactly. Everyone looked really cute, actually. I loved everyone's little sparkly outfits. Everyone looked on point. Yes. Yeah. Like, I think my favorite was Lisa Renna's. Lisa Renna, I loved Erica's look. I think my least favorite might have been Diana's. Just because there was no shape. It was just black. It was really nice. I would agree. Or Kyle. But <laughs> I just fucking hate her. I don't even remember what she was wearing, Nothing. so I guess so. Yeah, it was Kyle. She didn't she wear was wearing anything... her dumb mask the whole time. She didn't even wear anything sparkly. Yeah. I don't even remember what she was wearing, so she's for sure my least favorite. There you go. Because at least I remember everyone else. I thought Crystal looked great. Garcelle. So I think she could have looked better. It was a little boxy for me. You but said I didn't like the shape of it. You liked the idea of yeah, it. Yeah, I liked the yeah. idea of it for sure. Yeah. I thought they all turned it out. But that's Beverly Hills for you. They always know how to turn a look. They do. I really liked it. I, was Doreen even there? She had COVID. Oh, okay. <laughs> so they all have COVID apparently. So in this episode, Lisa Rinna, Erica, and Garcelle were on FaceTime. They had COVID. And then at this party, apparently Dorit had COVID. Because even in her interview, she's like, oh, I escaped it this time. And then that scene, she apparently has it. But that was the time of year. So this was December 2021. Yeah. Everyone yeah, had COVID. Yeah, that's when that new variant was starting. She, and yeah, and Erica made her entrance. Omicron, Omicron can't keep me down. Yeah. <laughs> that's when I also had COVID. was that same time. Literally everyone around the world yeah, had Yeah, you it. had it for New Year's. I had it over New Year's. Yeah. That was fucking fun. <laughs> Depressing. <laughs> I sat here and cried and drank a bottle of champagne by myself. <laughs> In case anyone wanted to know what I did for New Year's this year. That's so sad. <laughs> the last thing to really talk about, though, is Crystal was really vulnerable this episode. She posted on Instagram that she was struggling with her eating disorder. And then at the party, Garcelle walks up and says she looks really thin I'm making that teeth showing emoji. I thought that was more offensive than what Erica said. I agree. And maybe I'm biased because the conversation Erica, I might get hate for this. The conversation that Erica and Crystal were having is a conversation I feel like I have. Maybe not about eating disorders, but about really sensitive and deep topics I feel like she was asking questions to try to understand because she's never been in that position. And I feel like a lot of those questions I would also ask. Totally. And I think Erica has a way of speaking. Like, she she makes jokes, too. She tries to make things light and funny. But also being, like, like the laxative thing. I think that was Erica's way of trying to relate to her. Mm. And maybe not make her feel like she's alone in the situation. That she does over-the-top things. That she, Erica has also done over-the-top things to keep her weight down. Now, the reason why I think what like, Garcelle was more offensive in that situation is because she, and this might be editing too, we're not quite sure. Garcelle walked in knowingly that Crystal had just posted something on Instagram mm-hmm. and said, you look thin. Yeah. Why would you just say that to someone? You wouldn't say that to Kyle. You wouldn't say that to fucking Sutton. You know, you just beelined it to her and said, you look thin. I would never tell someone they looked thin. Unless I knew that they were on this weight yeah. loss journey, then maybe. Like, someone that's actually actively yeah, trying like to look Yeah, like, you look weight. really good. Yeah, but exactly. I would use the terms more like, you look great. Like, you look amazing. I would be a little bit more generic, but to target it towards a weight-specific thing, yeah. I think is a little tone deaf, especially in this situation. Yeah. Where Crystal was so public and so vulnerable, that one did catch me off guard. Now, I don't... I think... I hope Garcelle meant it in like a good way in the sense like I don't think Garcelle, you know yeah. what I mean. I think it was like came from a good a good place like oh you look thin like don't worry kind of thing like don't worry about your weight. But if you're dealing with an eating disorder, I think that can be super I hate using the word trigger, but I think that could be a very triggering situation I'm, because it might prove that what you're doing is correct. And what you're doing correct may not be the healthiest thing. It reinforces unhealthy habits. Yes. And I get that. First, you should not hate using the word trigger. Everyone has a trigger. And it 
your light switch that makes you change from your typical behavior. So there's nothing wrong with using that word. I just gave Brian the peace sign. (laughs) (laughs) But I I don't think Garcelle had ill intent. I I don't think so either. It was just a poor choice of words. I just think, unfortunately, I haven't looked at social media. I think Erica's going to get more hate than Garcelle is. I think that Garcelle moment, because I had to make you rewatch it. Yeah. Because you didn't even hear it the first time. I think it's going to get overlooked. Now, going back to Erica, I think she lost it a little bit when they're getting um, like a platter of food. Chicken tenders. And she's like, no, you don't want a chicken tender. That is a little like. <sighs> yeah, that was bad. But again, I think it meant with, it was with humor too. Yeah, she's trying to lighten a dark topic with humor and trying to make it more easy to talk about. Because that's the key with any yeah. mental disorder, addiction, obsessive compulsive disorders. We try to suppress the conversation, suppress the feelings. I feel like in Erica's mind, she's trying to add humor and lightness to it to make it easier to talk about, which is going to make other people, her maybe her thought process, it makes other people yeah. lighter and makes it a safe space for them to talk about their totally. feelings. Totally. Just or, make, you know, when people are self-deprecating or they're just like yeah. joking around. It's more I know so, it better than anyone. Yeah, right. Uh, it's more so just to make it an awkward conversation just seem a little more easier. Yeah. And sometimes I think, even though this might be wrong, but we think it's not only for ourselves, it's for the other person. Yeah. And that also doesn't translate, that mm-hmm. cannot translate well, because even in Crystal's uh, confession, she didn't like what Erica said. So but you it, can't deny her that feeling, but I don't think Erica made, there wasn't any ill intentions. Mm-hmm. I think she was trying to make light of a situation that was quite dark. Yeah, and that's where open communication is so key, where we have to allow people to, space to make mistakes and people need to be open to feedback on how that made me feel a different way than you intended Mm -hmm. so that way we can correct it moving forward or if I have this conversation with someone else at another time I can maybe approach it differently and unfortunately also going with that if you're posting on social media if you're already having these open conversations with people you better get ready to hear other people's opinions. Because you Re- open the door. Exactly. Regardless of whether you agree with it, regardless if you're triggered, regardless of however you're feeling, a lot of people won't tiptoe around you. Yeah. So I think in that case, Chris was quite lucky that they're tiptoeing around her. Yeah, I don't know. I, I struggle because I don't know if I would want someone to tiptoe around me or be direct. And maybe because I'm a direct person, okay. I would just ask you, oh, so it makes you feel lighter. You're purging. You're getting it out of you. That helps me understand. Well, it comes from it. It is. I think it's complicated, especially when you're putting it out there yourself. Sure. Because it's also like, in a very public forum. Exactly. Like, let's remember she's on TV. This isn't a private conversation, yeah. so it's different. So what are you gonna do, right? People are gonna have their opinions. Not only just the cast. We're discussing it now. Yeah. And regardless of what she feels, unfortunately, they're gonna have these conversations. Regard- that that's. I think it's almost healing. Could be healing for her too. I hope so. And I think that's what Erica was getting to. Yeah. To talk about it, just be yeah. open about it. It can become a very healing moment. I think that's why Eric, not sorry, that's why Crystal posted and talked about it mm. because it really is not about the other people knowing. I think it's healing for her because yeah. it's it's no longer a secret. I agree. And we have to have open discussions and open conversation and have space, safe spaces, again, to make mistakes, but help each other through it. Absolutely. And then they did the to be continued. Ugh. And it wasn't fitting there. It wasn't fitting. Dubai it was. Here it's not. All right. Well, I feel like Beverly Hills has the most to be continued. The, every episode is like to be continued. They weren't mid-fight. It's not relevant. I know. Well, let's continue on to Ultimate Girls Trip. Oh, I want this to be continued for the rest of my life. It is so good. It's <laughs> so trashy. Like, I just can't with it. But I literally laugh from beginning to end every episode it's so good and this one didn't even have a ton of drama it was actually healing for them it felt like yeah but it was funny it was funny like they're just all fucking messes but like they were kind of sober this round oh except at the end dorinda was sober and so every episode's been dornado i know she's and she knew she was gonna pull it back and they wanted to talk about being sober yet they had an activity to go to a wine tour i know I know, so messy. So messy of them. So what did you think about Viggy talking about dying? <laughs> I know it was supposed to be a serious conversation, but she was like, if I die today, you tell everyone I'm sad. <laughs> <laughs> but like, does that mean because you don't want to die happy because you're not done living? Like, I was thinking no, about she it. felt she was really sad. Tamara's like, yeah, we'll put that right on your tombstone. Died sad. <laughs> okay, but think about it. Like, 
everyone's like, oh, at least they died happy, or I want to die happy. But at least if I die sad, then like it's fine to be over. If I'm happy, like I don't want it to end. That's you know? morbid. <laughs> <laughs> Do you get what I'm saying? I get what you're saying, but I think she's sad because she left her boyfriend I know. or fiance. I was, maybe I went a little too. Yeah, deep you into went into it. a whole other realm. <laughs> Too bad you're happy, so that's not happening. <laughs> no, I don't, I'm comfortable with death. I'm not afraid of it. I, I was actually talking to someone recently and my thing, because I said I would die at 50 and I'm like. Stop it. <laughs> don't say a, that. It's a joke. As but, I start getting fucking serious. <laughs> but that's just what I'm saying. Like, we have to be able to joke about serious things. Otherwise, like, how are you going to get through life? Like, I'm not going to dread it. My thought process, though, if I can't be self-sufficient, I can't take care of myself, I can't do my own groceries, can't wipe my own ass, I don't want to live that life. Yeah, but hopefully you're like 80 when that That's all And happens. I also said in that same conversation, for there's 90. very healthy 93-year-olds, and if I can go for a jog at 93, I'm into it. If I'm crawling upstairs, well, I'm crawling upstairs now sometimes, <laughs> depending on the time of I was going to say, surprise, it's Saturdays, or no goes. <laughs> Uh, after three bottles of wine. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. But my point is if I can't be self-sufficient. I Anyways, understand what you're saying. I, this isn't the Brian and Hannah show. Let's get back to our okay. lives. <laughs> that took a really sharp turn. All right, let's sharp back into Brandon calling Dorinda out in the morning. But like in a really great way. Yeah, she was calm about it. But I think they sobered up like a lot. But she was also speaking from her own experience... And she was sharing, everyone loves you, but, like, you just need, to, you're on pause, quote unquote, but, like, you need to get your act together. Because you're a stay on pause. Yeah, and people are rooting for you. People love you. Yeah. You just need to figure your shit out. And Brandy said, she's like, I did it first. Do you think she'll come back after this? I don't think she's healthy enough, like, All mentally. the blogs I've read said she's on Legacy. I did read that. I don't think, I honestly, I, I think it would be a... A bad judgment call from Bravo. So I think Ultimate Girls Trip season two was a huge experiment for NBC Universal to see who to bring back and to see who could take it, who the fan favorites were. I think it was a huge experiment to increase their viewership for the other franchises. And Dorinda originally, I thought, fucked it up. And I said, I. I was rooting for her and I had high expectations and I'm dis- disappointed because she still has the same shitty behavior on this season that she had in her last couple seasons of New York. But everything I'm reading is that she's coming back. And then we see that with Tamara where she's being brought back and she said on a podcast that she thanks Ultimate Girls Trip because it gave her the opportunity to show herself again. Yeah. And so I think it was a huge experiment of who to bring back to a degree because they're all fan favorites. Well, I would bring all of them back except for Vicky and Taylor. Ah, uh, so Taylor, no. Dorinda even, needs to figure her even, shit out. Even sorry, other than Dorinda, Dorinda's a part of that. Sorry. And Vicky, though, uh, Vicky deserves a spot on my TV. She's good TV, Hannah. You think so? Yeah. She doesn't do it for me, Vicky. Honestly, Tamara doesn't do it for me much, like either. To be honest, we'll go into Tamara and the hot topics. Yeah, but we'll put that on pause. We'll, we'll put that on pause. So. Dorinda, okay, also, how are these ladies not hungover? They're like 50 years old. 60, some of them. So vacation mode, though. Like, once when you're on vacation, you're in a different mindset. It's so different. vacation mode not count for 60-year-olds? Because I'd be on the ground. (laughs) I don't know. Something to look forward to. But I think about when we go on vacation, I can go to bed at whatever note, whoever knows what time, and then I'm up at 8 a.m. the next day. Yeah, I guess so. Like, you're in a different mindset when you're on vacation. I guess so. So they had Christmas, whatever Christmas, whatever month. Dorinda does Christmas right. I'll give her Yeah, that. it was really cute. And they did a white elephant fucking game. And they're not playing it right. I was very upset. And they were fighting over a Gucci scarf that wasn't even that nice. It was like more like a hanky. Yeah, I would have wanted that silk pillowcase. That yes. <laughs> or the candle. Did you oh, the, the Joe can- Malone candle. Yeah. yeah. They're fighting over that. So they're not playing white elephant right. Also, Tamara dropped some news about Denise. These girls need to get over fucking Denise. So, like, Denise has been too much of a story. I feel bad for Denise that she's coming up in all of these franchises. Everything. But she's also kind of doing it to herself. Well, I don't no, know. She is talk she, about it. 
She's never talked about it once since she's left. And she thought it was a safe space when she, whenever she did these things. I believe she did all of these things totally. with Brandy, with Tamara. I think she did do them. And I'm I feel pro. like a lawsuit's coming. What can you do? A, like uh, whatever a she did. Yeah. But Tamara said she didn't want to talk about it. But she also knew that Brandy was taking all this heat for being looked at as a liar. And it was unfair. In that scene... It looked like Tamara just spilt that information off camera. Tamara told Brandy that she had that same experience with Denise at oh. BravoCon. And it was edited out, but Brandy asked Tamara about it. Oh. And that's why she looks so awkward. She never intended to make that public. Because Tam- Tamara did say that her and Denise had been friends for like 10 yeah. years. She never intended for that to be public. I don't know. And she, she wasn't baited. That's a wrong term. But she was coerced to speak. She was caught off guard. And then... And you can see that in her body language. Yeah, I just... I feel bad for Denise. Because, like, she's... I do, too. She just keeps getting, like, brought up in this shit. And it's like... You know, obviously she doesn't want... She didn't want people to know. You know the way around this, though? What? Fucking own it. True. Just own it and people will shut up. True. It's when you deny or run away... People take it and make it something bigger than it ever yeah. needs to be. Because they might just even be like ten percent of like the hundred percent that they're actually like, talking look at about. Brandy, she's making it with everyone. She's oh trying to get in Vicky's pants, like, and no oh one cares God. though because she's owning it. Speaking of Brandy making out, her and Taylor's kiss was like the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. Yeah, it was so gross. Yeah, like if I was Denise and I kissed that, I would have denied it too. To be honest. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I got a glimpse and I was like, nope, I get it, Denise. And then her, like, she's, like, bent over, kind of doing some weird dance, Brandy, and, like, her whole, like, backside. her her entire cookies out. It was awkward. I'm surprised they didn't, like, edit that out. Yeah, because it was pretty, like... Oh, whatever. They just wanted to make her look like a slopopotamus. Almost. Yeah, whatever. I thought it was funny. I love, love, love Brandy. I love her so much. I think Um, we would get along well. I think she's so funny. I've always was a fan of Brandy. Same. I just sometimes, I don't know, she kind of gets my nerves, but actually I did like her. I think she was the bad at it. I do too, though, because she is known as like the bad girl in like the, the fucking Housewives franchise. Well, think about it. Everyone came in a girl's trip with a friend. Who did she come I with? I think Brandy holds herself well. But I think she's also dealt a shitty hand on purpose. True. True. To see I, how I, she's going to crack under pressure. I understand because even in like, and I don't think they talk about this enough when Brandy's first season in Beverly Hills where Kyle and Kim were like literally disgusting and she did that whole like you're doing crystal meth in the bathroom. That should be like a fucking thing for bullying yeah. what they did to her. And it doesn't get talked about enough. Like they literally cornered her, hired her crutches, called her a fucking slut pig. Yeah. And we all like loved Kyle and loved Kim. I think the mean girls are Kyle and whoever is friends with Kyle at that moment. The Fox Force 5. I said it. I said it. I'm not going to disagree. I mean, I like them. I do, Again, don't I like Kyle the this season. I understand the purpose. But and I like I do, them. But I do like Lisa. I, I don't really care for Dorit, but it's maybe because she hasn't been really on this season. I love Dorit. Hated her her first couple seasons. Love her now. Always loved Erica. I just Last don't see season. her. I don't really have an opinion on her, I think, right now. Yeah. Just because I haven't seen her too much. That's fair. Um, but yeah, no, I, I was just telling you how much I kind of like Erica right now. Mm-hmm. Well, Tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just, yeah, it's really just Kyle. I agree, though. This is not Kyle's best season. So of all the OGs on TV right now, it's yeah. Kyle and Teresa. Season one, that's what's considered an OG. Not Candy, because she came in season two nope, of Atlanta. Nope, so of all the OGs that are still on TV, it's Kyle and Teresa, who do you think is going to last? Oh, 100% Teresa. I agree. I think Kyle's almost on her way out. I think, depending on what happens with Kathy Hilton this season, I think Kyle's on her way out. Well, I mean, Kyle has dealt with family drama on the show. But also, Mauricio's starting a new show on Netflix, so True. maybe she will somehow get connected. Yeah. She has opportunity, but I think Kyle is also level-headed enough and not as addicted to fame. She doesn't need She's it. She's fine to walk away. Where Teresa needs it. And I think Teresa's ego is too big. Yeah. I think Kyle makes really poor decisions. I don't think she has an ego. I don't think Kyle makes poor decisions. I literally just think Kyle's a mean girl. Yeah. 
I think she's very insecure, like you said. I think she's super insecure with herself. I think she makes everything about her. Mm-hmm. And I just honestly think she is a mean girl. Yeah. Now, do I think Kyle has a great family? She's a supporting husband. I think she's a great mother. I don't think she needs this. Mm-hmm. I think she walks away. She's fine. Not saying Teresa. It's easier for her to walk Teresa away. Teresa needs this as yeah. an income. Yeah, I agree. Kyle does not. Great. So we're in agreement. Teresa's going to be the last OG stand. Totally. Totally. They stopped filming for Teresa. I know. No. Teresa is... I cannot imagine New Jersey without her. Yeah. Right? It, I don't know what they would do. And she has said she'll write it out till the end. Yeah. No, I absolutely agree. I think that's a great path into Hot Topics. Do it. So last week, we really missed a lot of our Hot Topics because we were so hyper-focused on Jen Shaw. Yeah. Rightfully so, yeah. in my opinion. But Portia is taking over Tinsley's spot for personal reasons in Ultimate Girls Trip, season three. They are now on location in Thailand. Tinsley was kind of a weird choice to me, anyways. But it's because Tinsley and Leah were friends. So it's the same thing as oh, Ultimate so Girls Trip. Oh, so they did, like, the New York kind of together and blah, blah, it's blah. It's the same thing as all these other ones. Like, they partner them up with someone in their corner. And that's why I said Brandy's at a disadvantage. Yeah. Because she didn't have anyone in her corner. But they all... Do. And so Leah and Tinsley were supposed to yeah, be the duo. Fair, I see that. That said, I think that Leah can hold her own. She's a totally, strong woman. Totally. She's got it. Same with Portia. Yeah, I'm excited to see Portia back in that realm. I loved Portia. I love Portia too. Did you watch her show? No, I didn't like her then. I don't like <laughs> Oh, do you watch you did I, watch it? I watched a little bit and I really didn't like her, but I didn't want my like per- perception to change mm, on her. So, so stopped. I stopped. Yeah. yeah, I don't like most spin-offs. The only spin-off I've really liked is Nini's wedding. Oh, I didn't watch that. Oh, it's good. I watched Bethany's. Oh, and Bethany. Fuck, of course, but Bethany. Bethany. But if you have ever time, like any time on a weekend where you're just hungover, watch uh, Nini's Wedding. It's really good. Is it like a two or three part? I think it's like three three episodes. The wedding episodes are usually so No, bad. but that's the same. It's like, it's Nini. Yeah. She's so fucking good. I love Nini anyway. I'll give it a shot. But speaking of spinoffs, Luann and Sonia and the Simple Life, yeah. they or Simple Life-esque show, they were on location and touched down last week. I don't know how I feel about it still. I, I don't know if I will like Sonia and Luann alone or maybe we'll like them better. I love Sonia. Oh, I love Sonia too. I've been liking Luann. I think Sober looks good on Luann. And I don't say that very often. No, I do. That's what I mean. I like them on New York. I don't know if I'm going to like them just them two in this. So you like them in a group dynamic? Yeah. It's an assembly cast for a reason. Mm -hmm. So when you start pulling people out, it kind of. That's what happened with Portia, right? And I didn't really care for her there. So I stopped watching it. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, I'll still probably watch it. Yeah, I know. I probably will too. Some of the biggest news, though, Tamara, which we touched earlier, Tamara's back on OC and fucking Thirsty Jill apparently announced it when I knew beforehand that before Jill even said anything. So I don't understand the issue. Okay, so blogs have been talking about it for months. Yeah, but blogs. Yeah, but sure, there's some truth, but there's nothing official until Bravo comes out. But Jill didn't even say it was official. She just said, oh, I heard Tamara's back. Congratulations. So I was listening to Teddy and Tamara's podcast this week where they talked about this and how it happened. And the way it happened is that Andy, sorry, no, Alex, one of the producers of OC, called Tamara and said, I have bad news for you. And she said, what? He's like, you're back. And she's like, oh, I guess that's bad news for everyone else. (laughs) And... So she said, she's like, does a cast know? Because Heather Dubrow texted her and said, I heard you're coming back. And he said, no, we're not breaking it to anyone yet. And then I guess she called Andy Cohen Mm -hmm. and they talked about it. And she said, I want, and they were already lined up to go to watch what happens live, her and Vicky, when they were there last week. And she said, I want to tell Vicky because she's not coming back. It's one of her closest friends. Vicky's one of the OGs of the OC. She wanted to pay her that respect, and she was okayed to tell Vicky. Vicky, and she told her, Vicky then went to that party at the Hamptons, which was Jill's charity event. Oh. And the entire charity event was about Tamara coming back, which I guess... Oh, I didn't know about any of this. Interesting. And so the charity event gets better publicity, which is good for that. Yeah. But the fact that Vicky told Jill, and then it gets better. Jill went on her Instagram, but not her normal Instagram. Now there's a subscription, 
And so she went on this paid content piece and said, breaking news, Tamara's back on OC. Oh, okay. Okay. And the whole thing was that Andy wanted Tamara to surprise everyone on Watch What Happens Live. Like what she did. And Tamara said, I'm not doing it when I'm on with Vicky. That's why she came back the next night with different guests. You know what? Good for fucking Tamara then. So That's why I said, I was like, your opinions, you need this full story. So... I still agree with the whole she shouldn't have gone so harsh on Jill. Fuck that. Now, Jill's a wait, thirsty wait, bitch. wait. Stop. I think she should have went harder on Vicky then. But it kind of explains why she was kind of a bitch, like a bitch to her on what's what happened live. It makes sense. It's actually a great story though. Fucking wild. I'm happy Tamara's coming back. Now, what I hope. But she also gave credit to her coming back. Sorry for cutting you off. Yep. She gave credit to her coming back to Ultimate Girls Trip. Totally. I think the if they all come back, that they're not all going to come back. That's hear, why I think this was a huge test experiment, though, to see who the fans love and kind of how they've evolved since they've been off the show. I think Eva and Phaedra will. Oh, a thousand I don't think Phaedra. I think Phaedra will go to Dubai. Well, there is rumors. Yeah. Apparently, she has talked to those yeah. producers before. I think Phaedra will go to Dubai. I think Eva will go back to Atlanta. I think so too. The rest, I don't think so. I don't think Brandy will. I think I think Dorinda's on Legacy. I think Dorinda, yes, sorry. Other than Dorinda, but I think Dorinda's already like a sealed thing. I think she was sealed before this air. Yeah. But no, this was filmed last September. I think she was. So I saw her behavior. So she was sealed after this behavior. I know. We'll get it. When I talk myself through this, I don't know how I feel. I know. It's a lot. What I was going to say about Tamara, though, going back to OC... I hope she just doesn't come in and just starts, like, fucking causing, like, drama, 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 drama. So she's, no, so she said she's learned a lot in the two years she was off. Her last few seasons, she needed a break because she was always on where she thought she had to deliver a show. That's what I mean. I don't want that for and, me. But she said, she, no, she said she recognized that and yeah. being on Ultimate Girls Trip, she feels lighter about it and she's just there to show up, have fun, go to lunches and see what happens. And so she did recognize that her last few seasons was that way. We're here for it. Okay, we're also here to... And I'm the honorary Tamara judge. I know. All rise, the judge is back, and the drama's in session. Let's rate this wine. Oh, okay. (laughs) Cheers. Last sip. As always. I forgot my cue. I really Um, like it. It's going down too easy. We are already done with the bottle, as you probably hear me slurry a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, Chris, great uh, recommendation. Yeah, it's really good. Niagara Region Wine redeemed itself for me. (laughs) I knew there was good ones out there. I just didn't know where they were. So I'm going to give taste 4.5. I'll give it a four and a half. Yeah, just because that little like aftertaste I don't like. Agreed. But I can still obviously take it. Yeah. Bottle? I'll give the bottle a two and a half. Really? I was going to go three and a half. I think it's boring. And like, I like it. I like simple. Can you pass it to me? Feel the label. It doesn't feel cheap. Yeah, it feels great. But like, what is that? It's a know. wine spill? I guess so. Renegade wine spill? I don't know. No, I'm going to give the bottle a two and a half. I, I really like it. I will absolutely buy it again. It is, it's not under $15, but it's a great price point. It tastes amazing. Support local businesses. <laughs> All right. That's it. That concludes another week. Love you. Love you. Thanks so much to everyone for listening. And we are really sorry, but we're not going to be releasing a new episode on August 2nd. We will be back on August 9th with our next episode, though. Thank you for listening to So Nasty and So Rude with Brian and Hannah.